it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, it's a great day right here on Inspired News Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Sullivan, and I will be your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about sales with Sully. Some of the sales and marketing things that we do every single week, we take your information, your comments, your questions, your concerns, your thoughts that we get off of social media, and we put together podcasts each and every week about things that you want to talk about. Oh, my gosh, what a great week this has been for putting together some some interesting topics so uh first of all let me say thanks and welcome back to all of my listeners you guys are the reason why i do what i do I couldn't do it if it weren't for you. I really, really appreciate your feedback. I love when I log on to my social media and there's all kinds of topics and comments and things, and we have these stimulating conversations during the course of the week, and this week has been no exception to that. <laughs> it has been fantastic. Early on in the week this week, I got a comment from a gentleman in Minnesota that I have known for a long time, and he and I went back and forth on social media, and we talked a little bit about you know making a good deal you know what's what is a good deal what's the definition of a good deal why you know you know why do i care how much profit somebody makes how why do i care how much they charge or whether they're making money or losing money or why what's their motivation for doing it and all those things if everybody's happy in the deal so today we're going to talk about making a good deal we're going to talk about the deal the deal structure what you know what are some of the things around a deal structure that give us pause and say yes no maybe or and we're going to rip some things right out of the headlines so thanks for joining us here at sales with sully don't forget you can find me on all the social medias instagram of course uh, facebook twitter at sales with sully and of course you can always go to uh, linkedin which i'm i'm just under my name, Scott Sullivan, you can find me there, or you can go to inspirednewsradio.com and leave your comments there, and we'll and just absolutely love to have you as part of the conversation each and every week. So, so tune in, subscribe, make sure you know new episodes are coming out, and engage. You know, get let's let's get some uh, let's get some engagement going. Weigh in and let us know your opinion during the course of uh, some of these uh, public forums and some of the private forums too. So. If you agree, you like what you're hearing, uh, let us know. Like it, share it. If you don't, if you don't like what you're hearing, if you don't agree, then do the same thing. Like it, share it. I, that's fine. That's what it's all about: is putting together podcasts every week from the information that you share with us. So this week we're going to be talking about the deal, the art of the deal. No, we're going to be talking about the deal and the deal structure itself. What is a good deal, and when do we have a good deal? So. A long time ago, Ralph Waldo Emerson is is pretty much famous for the the phrase that if you build a better mousetrap, the world will beat a path to your door. So 
the credit is given to Ralph Waldo Emerson for saying that. And part of what we talked about today is that if you have a product, a service, if something that you're doing is on the cutting edge and kind of has a viral appeal to it, which that's a, a more modern word, viral, meaning in the world of uh, marketing and digital, this digital age that we live in, if, if that happens to you, then then you're going to have a lot of people come and want what you have they want to so your you your leverage then becomes that what you have right now is what is in demand it's high in demand so if you start looking back in some of the you know the classic business manuals and some of the classic business teaching you have you know the laws of supply and demand if demand goes up and supply goes down then it's kind of inversely proportional demand goes up even higher i some of you are out there old enough to remember the cabbage patch kid phenomenon when you know one christmas everybody wanted a cabbage patch kid and there were just weren't enough to go around and all of a sudden you know they were selling for thousands of dollars and people were you know beating each other up in the street trying to find one for their kids for christmas and it's the same is true for you know sporting events and concerts and as the tickets sell out and the price goes higher and higher and higher because the demand is still there but the supply is so low but the converse is also true too so if you have you know let's say you have a a warehouse full of uh, beanie babies right now you're probably not getting top dollar for them for those of you that don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> look up what a what a Thai beanie baby is. But uh, you know there was a so there are there are crazes and fads that kind of affect this and whether you have a good deal or not. But I want to get down into the actual nitty gritty of some of the conversation that we had this week about making a good deal. So of course you can always build a better mousetrap. The world will beat a path to your door no matter where you are. You know the world will find you because you have something that they want now today in today's age uh, in this digital marketing we world a world that we live in in the world of social media you can get a little bit of a buzz or a little bit of a viral feel and you can actually increase sales just simply from you know doing some really good quality advertising or doing some really good quality you know uh, social media posts which is a form of advertising and then and get some some folks that are intrigued with what you're doing you you know we're all chasing now the likes and the shares and the oh my gosh please subscribe and so if you're a youtuber and you've got a million subscribers are you better with a million subscribers than the guy who has one? Yeah, probably so. And the reason is is because you have an audience that is now, I don't want to say captive, but they're, they have agreed that what you're putting out, the content that is being put out, is something that they want to see, listen to, know about. And that subscribe button becomes a form of saying, you know, I like what you're doing, so I want to participate in, in your success. I want to participate in what content that you're putting out there. So the deal, the the structure of the deal has changed. So let's go back a few years, uh, maybe back to the analog world, back before we had you know the digital, this giant digital age that we live in now. So 
you know, maybe your parents, depending on your age, maybe you, maybe your parents, maybe even your grandparents. So there's something that you want to buy. The, the typical buying process would be we save up our money because there wasn't a, you know, you didn't have like a visa card. You could just flop down and say, oh, I'll pay it off, you know, $30 a month for the next five years. So you would save up your money and you would keep money in the savings account. And then you would go into a retail type of location. Let's just use the example of you were going to buy a, you know, a new refrigerator or a appliance, a stove or something. You would walk in and you would pick out the one that you like or the one that fit your budget the one that had the most you know bells and whistles for what you could afford and then you had a a brief negotiation with the you know salesperson and then you made a purchase and then that purchase was either delivered or you you know brought your truck and you 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 picked it up yourself you know so so there was that there was the art of the deal which means you were you had a slight negotiation in some cases because in most cases you were dealing with the owner you were actually the person standing there was probably the shop owner was probably the person who was you know working with the manufacturer to get that appliance to their retail outlet and you could you know sit down and say you know maybe if it was a small town it might be hey joe i've known you all my life and you know i just can't afford that extra you know hundred dollars for that refrigerator you know is there any way you can cut me a deal and then he says okay well let me look at my books and he goes back and he looks and he says okay i can i can knock another five percent off of that if you want to uh take that today right so then everybody walked away feeling like they got a, a fair deal. There was a, it was a fair transaction. I traded my money for your piece of equipment. We both made a good deal. I feel very comfortable with what I bought, and then the the person selling it felt very comfortable with what they sold at a fair margin no one was getting gouged there was no and there's a there's an air i don't want to say an air of secrecy but there's a there's a known right everybody knows that there's some profit in there and then there's also they know that's how they make their living but then all of a sudden you get the the appliance home or you know and then you get a let's say you you open up the newspaper the next day and you find out that you know that particular you see an ad uh, from a, another uh, another company that's selling the exact same uh, appliance and it's you know significantly cheaper 50% cheaper or 20% cheaper or there's a very very deep difference a big large delta between the two now all of a sudden there's this thing called buyer's remorse you know it, it's a real true feeling you can have it with or without knowing that there is a price discrepancy but now all of a sudden how do you feel about the deal that you made now see that's why the the long lingering taste there used to be a sign hanging on the on the wall of some of a shop that i i i frequented when i was a, a young man and it said that the the bitter taste of poor service uh, far outlasts the sweet taste of a low price so what that was saying was is that the deal has to not only be rock solid at the time that you consummate the deal, you change hand, the money changes hands, the product or service changes hands, but it also has to continue on because now we live in a 
almost instant gratification world. How many times have you walked into a place now and you've said, okay, I'm at my, let's, let's just use my local retail store and there's a XYZ item there. And I say, oh, wow, that looks like that's a pretty decent price. And you pick out your phone and you, there, you pull up whatever app there is about pricing and you scan the barcode and all of a sudden you found 14 other places locally or on mail order that it's cheaper so so what do you do right the the end game here is to when we say that is it a good deal you want the consumer the the customer the client to be happy with what they received and they also want you want the person selling it to be happy and content with what they delivered at the price that they delivered it for so when we talk about the actual deal, are we actually talking about the price? I think not. I think what we need to concentrate on and what we need to talk about um, when we talk about the deal is the value. What is the value? Would I pay more for the same exact you know thing, whatever that is, the same exact commodity item, if it were delivered to my home, set up, I didn't have to deal with it. It had a full warranty, and then if I simply, I simply have to make one phone call, and somebody would come and fix it if it were broken, and it would last, you know, ten years, and it had this really nice warranty, and I trusted the company that I bought it from. You know, is that worth more to me than saving fifteen percent when I actually purchased it? If anything now goes wrong, I have to fix it myself, or I have to find my own technician, I have to rent a truck, or I have to pay for delivery. So I think the the thing that we're talking about here when we talk about the deal and putting together a comprehensive package is I think we're talking about value. So during the course of this week when we were sharing information back and forth on social media, uh, the word value was thrown around about a thousand times. So we wanted to then take a few minutes to actually define what you know the word value actually meant what what is it that you know what what gives something value and it boils down to this it actually boils down to the perception of the person i i could say you know gold is a something that's mined out of the ground and the only reason it has value is because it's assigned a value based on a, a you know complex series of calculations that are on a gold index or a standard and says that if you have this much gold you could exchange it for this many uh, US dollars or if you have this diamond is a certain value when in truth it's literally just a piece of carbon that's just been you know pressed under pressure and heat for you know millions of years and you know it could simply look like a piece of glass but yet it has a value because we assign it that value so you know this and i'm going to say the same thing you know I, you can assign the same thing to a lot of a lot of things even people you could say that person has a lot of value they bring a lot of value that thing has a lot of value uh, so and and that value also changes over time because the things that we value today 
may not be what we value in the future. So let's talk about that for just a second. So if you look at the hierarchy of needs of a human being, right, we, we talk about this. Um, sometimes on, on one of our shows, we actually discussed the hierarchy of needs. It's hard to help a you know, human being, uh, you know, get to an esoteric place with a relationship with a higher power, like a god or a spiritual place, if they don't have clothing, food, or shelter. So there is a hierarchy of needs. Do you think that it would matter how much gold you had stacked up in the back room in the closet if you couldn't breathe? Right? What would you? What would the value of that gold be if you're trying to catch your breath? What's the value of you know that car if you know if if it in comparison to you know your your home or in comparison to I don't have a place to live or I don't have a job? So the value system that we this arbitrary system that we put out there is all about perception. It's about the perception of the value. So when we talk about the value and we talk about the deal, when it comes from, you know, from this perspective of sales, then we have to start drilling down a little bit and saying, okay, what makes a good deal? The deal is good when the perception of each party is exactly where it needs to be. If your perception is is that you charged me way too much, or your perception is that I charged you way too much, I made an unfair amount of profit. Remember in the news recently in the last year or so, the CEO of some drug company raised the price of an EpiPen to like 300 times the normal price. What you know? So what value if your if your son or daughter had a horrific allergic reaction to a bee sting or a peanut, and you had to have an EpiPen in order to save their life, then it doesn't matter what it costs. It 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 literally doesn't matter because you're going to have one because that's the life of your child, right? So you can't put a price on the life of your child, but yet. The backlash from the American, you know, population is: Why would you do that? Why would you, you know, uh, for the sake of profit? Why would you raise the price so high? So the perception was: You're charging too much because we know the value. We know that you can make it for cheaper. We know you're exchanging the life of my son or daughter for simply for money. And then the 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 scale between the the weighing of the scales between the value of a human life of a child and the value of that EpiPen or the profits that that person makes from it it gets so out of whack that it affects our moral compass and then we get this outrageous you know we just get we have outrage and we say you know just absolutely not with this you're just taking advantage and the same thing happens during you know national emergencies and crises when you're you know passing out bottled water or you're selling bottled water for you know a hundred dollars a bottle because there's you know the water's all contaminated those types of things so there are those that are talking from a capitalist standpoint that say well i'm just taking advantage 
advantage of the market and supply and demand. And then there's that you know group that says, you know, hey, wait a minute, you're 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 absolutely taking advantage so strongly taking advantage of these people that are in dire need that that's inhumane. So the perception turns out to be a backlash. That's why the deal structure and the deal you know putting the deal together is always a little bit of a balancing act you need to make you need to be strong and bold and and need to be able to say profit's not a dirty word and i you know i'm emboldened i need to make a profit and the reason i need to make a profit is because that's how i then disseminate those profits to more employees to more services to more goods that's how we keep our economy rolling is because i'm making a profit and i'm employing people that are working for me and working with me and then the perception is real right everybody knows that when you buy something at retail you're you're paying for other people you're paying for the person who's manufacturing it you're paying for the parts that physically go into it so there there is there's an underlying feeling and an underlying knowledge that they know that there's a margin there they know they're making profit but all of a sudden if that starts to tick up a little too high then there starts to be a little bit of a backlash so so what we do is is we figure out the ways that we can change the perception so what i'm offering then is a product or service at a fair market value which means i'm making profit i'm making margin i'm keeping my business alive and then we started we learned in the 90s and in the 2000s that then you could start bolting on other services to that product like you know would you like insurance with that mr sullivan you know that's you know we have a two-year warranty on that product that comes from the manufacturer but you can get a five-year warranty for just another nine dollars and 99 cents you know so we start bolting on other things that we at some point they called them you know profit augmentation but there's also additional things that we did which which they started bundling services together like home you know car auto uh life insurance start you start bundling these services together because now I don't need to make as much if the ticket is bigger, right? So if I've got a bigger ticket, the same percentage doesn't necessarily need to apply in order to make a fair margin. So then we were able to, you know, come up with these unique models. And that's that happens all the time in finance and services. These are these are things that, you know, work together in order to make the deal more appealing for the consumer. So the reason why I bring all of this up and the, the reason why I'm talking about this this week is because we had a very stimulating conversation over social media about you know what percentage of profit is too much and i don't want to say there is such a thing i don't i think the perception is what is the market willing to pay for what you what product or service that you offer without that backlash of you know taking advantage um, i think that if you just have a fair product or service you have a good product or service with a fair price whether you're making a hundred percent margin or a thousand percent margin or ten thousand percent margin it doesn't matter as long as the consumer is happy with the fact that what they bought the perception of what they bought and what they received has an intrinsic value and here's the other thing what if the value of what you buy actually goes up 
What if, like, for instance, you know I work in the solar industry. What if I buy solar and the value goes up every single week that the price of the local utility goes up, the price of my solar, or sorry, the value of my solar becomes more? You see, so there's a lot of things that go into a very complex, you know, calculation as to what makes a good deal what makes a sound solid deal but it boils down to this and i think i think it's really really true and i think one what we finally figured out on social media this week as we talked about it is if the consumer is happy long term and the person selling the product or service is happy long term meaning both parties walk away feeling like we we had a fair exchange we had a good exchange of energy and money for products and services then i think it's a good deal everybody's happy the deal walks and then you are able to get that testimonial and that referral and all of those things because your your client is happy and the other thing that you have to do is you also have to be able to address market changes in the future so if for some reason that client becomes unhappy because of the deal they made you need to be able to address that I hope this has been a good episode for you. It's been a lot of fun this week. I was I was really, really excited to talk about this with you guys today because I'm anxious to hear your feedback. I'm anxious to hear, you know, if you agree or disagree with the the process that we're going through here and in trying to figure out what a deal structure looks like that actually makes sense. I don't think one size fits all. I don't think that. I think that the perception is what is the reality, and I believe that uh, there are opportunities to to augment your profit, both in add-ons and additional services, and also in just physically raising the price. But I also think you need to be aware of market conditions so that from time to time, you can adjust pricing. I think pricing is part of it, but I think you also need to be able to adjust services and adjust the value. So bolt on other things to increase value, add on additional services, additional warranty. All of those things have a value perception and they make your product or service better. So stay in tune with the market, understand what's going on, get real market feedback, talk to your clients on a regular basis about what they want to buy, not about what you want to sell them. Ask them what they want to buy, what makes a deal good for them, and then see if you can build the product or service into that structure because then you will always build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door thank you ralph waldo emerson for loaning us your quote thanks every one of you each and every one of you every single week for tuning in right here to sales with sully i so appreciate you i could not do what i do without you and i say it every single week because it is the absolute truth i love when you guys get on social media and start uh bantering back and forth about some of the episodes that we have had and i love your ideas for new episodes thanks for a fantastic start to the new year and if there's anything at all that I can be a resource for you for. Don't hesitate to reach out. You know how to get a hold of me. All of the social medias at Sales with Sully. LinkedIn, of course, Sales with Sull- uh, Scott Sullivan. You can find me on LinkedIn. And anytime you can go to inspirednewsradio.com and fill out the form and send us a comment. So, like I say every week, until next time, go sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully. 
on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at SalesWithSully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.